DallasCowboys.com draft show. The Cowboys are on the clock. Your war room for insider news and draft analysis from deep within the confines of Cowboys headquarters at Valley Ranch. The Dallas Cowboys select Byron Jones. And now, your hosts, Dane Brugler, David Hellman, and Brian Broaddus. Back here at the draft show on the SWBC Mortgage Studios. Brian Broaddus, along with uh, Dane Brugler, CBS Sports, DallasCowboys.com. David Hellman from DallasCowboys.com. Kent Garrison, executive producer. Howdy. As, as we like to say here, the draft show where we like to investigate and then educate all things NFL draft. Uh, guys, uh, we had some all-star games coming. We got a, we got a game we're going to preview uh, coming up here, uh, the Senior Bowl game that we're all going to. Dane, you were at the East-West game. Uh, we'll get into that a little bit. I want to also talk about, though, how we uh, go about here. We like to have conversations with you, the fan. We do it a couple different ways. Uh, we do it through Twitter, which is at Twitter on the 20. And uh, we encourage you to uh, ask your questions through at the draft show. That's the best way to do it. You should follow along. We, you know, we're going to be doing some things with the count from the Senior Bowl, and that's the best way for you to figure out uh, how we have our shows, when our shows are going to be, and then also get questions to us. We're also going to take calls today, as we always do on the draft show, uh, 888-855-2297. It should be on the right side of your screen there as we speak. Um, want to talk about Dane uh, some of the things that you saw this week uh, at the East-West game. Uh, the roster, better, not not as good as what we've seen in the Senior Bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, Phil Savage and those guys have done a nice job. We, the, the rosters have come out, and uh, we've seen the names. Uh, but talk a little bit about guys that we need to pay attention to from uh, the evaluations that you had at practice the other day, or the last uh, few days. Yeah, and for people that don't know, East-West Shrine game is in Tampa every year. It's kind of, you know, Senior Bowl is the A All-Star game. Shrine game is the B All-Star game. So uh, a lot of talent there. Last year, there were a couple guys drafted top 100, uh, plenty of draftable players. Uh, the game is the tomorrow, Saturday, uh, but I was there all week for practices. Uh, that's really where the heavy lifting is done. That's where you know hundreds of scouts were there looking at these guys, uh, all 32 teams represented. Uh, and for me, the top guy going in was Javon Hargrave, defensive tackle out of South Carolina State. Uh, and he left, or as I left during the week, he was my top prospect, a really good player, uh, 315 pounds, moves really well, strong at the point of attack. So I think Javon Hargrave's a name that people need to know. Graham Glasgow, uh, the center from Michigan, he just got a Senior Bowl uh, invitation as well. So he, he was outstanding at the Shrine game during practice, and we'll get a chance to see him at the Senior Bowl. Uh, center, a little taller at 6'6", but really athletic, moves well. It's amazing what Jim Harbaugh did, not only for that Michigan program, for those senior prospects. That's hard for an Ohio State guy to say that, too, by Is the that, way. That's Unbiased. The guy, that's the guy that lived with his grandmother, right? Yep, yep, yeah, uh, good story. ESPN did a great story Worth on checking that. checking it out. Uh, but yeah, a great story. And a couple more small school guys, Victor Ochi from Stony Brook. Uh, Stony Brook's never had a player drafted. This could could be the first little undersized pass rusher. Uh, Devondre Campbell, linebacker, Minnesota. A couple of these guys. Not These guys aren't as good as the players we'll see next week at the Senior Bowl, but these guys do have a chance to get drafted. Let me ask you this about the Michigan kid, though, what you saw. Is Kelly your top – I saw yes. he was in – and we're going to get into Dane's uh, top 50 uh, that just came out on CBS. I think that's always a, a nice read. I, I, I retweeted the link out there that, to, to check that out. But, uh, you know, is Kelly your top center? Uh, obviously he is. Uh, yes, he's the uh, only, only center in the top 50 there. Yeah. And a position, though, though, Dave, that everybody seems to try and want but has trouble finding, though. Not, it's a position that everybody wants, but they don't like to spend resources on it. I'll, my first experience with the Cowboys, I mean, what, a month after I started was right. when they drafted Travis Frederick and got murdered for it, uh, for taking him. I mean, people, you know, could have gotten him in the third round. Centers don't go in the first round. Yeah. Now he's a two-time Pro Bowl. And this is a good year for so. centers. We might not have that first-round guy this year, but uh, you talk about Kelly from Alabama – uh, the guys we'll see at the Senior Bowl, uh, Martin, Martin, uh, yeah, you know Nick, Nick Martin. So, uh, plenty of good uh, centers in this in Allen this draft. One, yeah. Jack Allen, Michigan Jack State, Allen, yeah. the Iowa Iowa kid. Plenty of good centers that will start in the league. 
but we just don't have that first-round guy. So uh, if you need a, a starting center in this draft, you can get one second, third, fourth round. Yeah. Let me ask you this. And, and how did the sharp kid from UMass look? And, and this, was a, this was a guy that uh, got in – I'm not going to say late because I'm way ahead of the game, but watch right. some tape of him the other day. Measured in – I thought he was a 200-pound kid. Uh, at, but it, it measured in at, at 188. Hands, really good hands, and he's got some size to him. Six three, six two and a half, kind of a player though. How, what kind of week did did he have there at uh, at the at the, uh, the game? Yeah, he left UMass as the best wide receiver statistically in their program's history. Um, and he, you know, going in, he was probably the top receiver for me at the game. But he didn't really stand out that much. I thought Robbie Anderson, the Temple wide receiver, actually stood out a little more. I know That's you've an interesting seen guy, yeah. Um, but for Sharp, the thing that really concerned me his hands. They were under eight inch inches. And that's uh, for but, wide receivers. You want yeah. at least nine, nine and a half. Tajay, uh, Tajay Sharp is who we're talking about right, from here. From UMass. From UMass. But yeah, and, and that's. He told it, me his hands were tiny. Yeah, and that. that but you, but you watch the tape of him playing. He he's he's snatching the football. He there. is he is, and he's a good player. Uh, but from this game, I I felt better about Chris Brown, the Notre Dame wide receiver, uh, Anderson from Temple, Cajuse, um, the Stanford wide receiver as well. So, you know, I, I I think he's still probably a day three type of player. I don't think he's a top one hundred prospect, but I still think he's you know in that day three discussion. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, to me. I I think that everybody's looking for wide receivers. I mean, that's a position, though. But all these guys that you talked about, uh, fourth, fifth, sixth round type receivers. Yeah, I, I don't. I'm not sure any of these guys will break into that top 100, but probably early day three, so fourth, fifth, sixth round. So you don't see Sharp as that type of guy. I don't see him as a top 100. I, I mean, I think he's going to be somewhere in the in the mid to late rounds. Yeah. I'd be I'd be interested because I I like the guy watching them on tape. Yeah, you know, and 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 there was you know there's games where they played some good competition. You can watch the Notre Dame game. Yeah, he's making plays against Notre Dame. So I was I was I'm I'm interested about that. So those are the guys though. Anybody else stand out for you at this uh, at the at the practices that you feel like that. Everybody needs to t- maybe take a little bit closer look at when they watch the game. Well, it's huh? interesting this year with the quarterbacks, uh, the quarterback class. The Senior Bowl usually takes six quarterbacks, the top right. senior quarterbacks. This year they took the top eight. Plus, Connor Cook's not one of them. So that's you know that's nine quarterbacks right there. So the Shrine Game's getting the scraps. But that tells you how deep this class is when the Shrine Game had Nate Sudfeld from Indiana. A lot of people like him. Brandon Dowdy from uh, Western, uh, Western Talk Kentucky. Talk about him as well, yeah. So, yeah. you know, there was some strong quarterback play down there. Uh, you know, both these guys are more – they're day three guys. You know, they're not players we're going to see in the, in the third round. But uh, I thought they, they handled themselves well. Keenan Reynolds from Navy, uh, the guy. quarterback. You know, he's he made the transition to running back, and I just I'm not sure he looked natural at the position, but he just doesn't have the body power to live between the tackles. He's 190 pounds. Uh, you know, you watched him get hit, and he he wasn't making anything happen after contact. But what I was really impressed was his ability to catch the ball. You know, he didn't catch. He had one catch in college, right? And so no one knew what to expect with his hands. But he caught everything uh, this week in practice. So I think, you know, Keenan Rounds is going to get drafted somewhere, probably late in, in the late rounds, day three. And the team's going to figure out how to use him, whether it's in the slot, whether it's uh, maybe a, you know a scat back, third down type of role. Someone will figure out how to use Keenan Reynolds and utilize that athleticism. Did he look comfortable doing it? Because I was watching Braxton Miller, and Braxton yeah. Miller looks comfortable to me if you're going to have a projection. And Braxton Miller, I think, did a very smart thing initially just saying, you know what, if you don't want me to play quarterback anymore, I'll go play wide receiver and try and, and, and start his journey along. Braxton Miller looks very comfortable playing wide receiver he's to me. an unbelievable athlete. Braxton Miller. Right. I mean, Game-changing speed. I mean, he's, he's just a different type of dude. I mean, guys just aren't, you know, walking through the door, like, built like that. It's, he's 6'1", 215 pounds. Right. I mean, that's Anquan Bolden size. Yeah. And then but him, he's faster than Anquan Bolden. Oh, never might, thought about it. No, yeah. 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 Anquan Bolden ran a 4'7", 40-yard right, right, dash. Right. Braxton's going to run in the 4'3", to 4'4", range in the 40-yard dash. And plus, he has the change of direction skills that you want. He can make you miss. Um, my biggest concern with Braxton Miller is just can he stay healthy? Uh, the durability, uh, toughness over the middle. But, no, you're right. I mean, for a guy that 
that was a quarterback, he looks so natural at receiver. Um, I'm really eager. He's one of the uh, players uh, this next week at the Senior Bowl. That I'm yeah, really and I, get into that if I can for a little bit here too. As we as we transition into the Senior Bowl, I just want to marvel for a second that it's January twenty second. Second. And we just spent a decent amount of time talking about guys from football powerhouses like South Carolina State, Temple, <laughs> UMass, Navy. There was another one in there, too. Uh, whatever. But you yeah. know, you're not finding that anywhere else. That's no, draft it's draft show stuff. Yeah, right there. that's it, but you, that's Dane Brugler stuff. Well, right that's there. that's the investigate and, uh, and, mean, then, and then educate. Meat and potatoes. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Well, that's good. You know, let's go through these rosters a little bit. Some guys that I've highlighted, and I'll, and I'm going to start with uh, I'll go with the the Dallas flair here because Jason Garrett and the staff will be coaching sure. uh, the the north side. We we got into Braxton Miller a little bit about. Uh, well, first let me do this, Dane. When you first saw the roster, and Dave, when you saw the roster as well. Your initial impressions. You got to give Phil Savage and his crew a lot of credit for the, the and give the players credit too for wanting to step up and be and be a part of, of this football game. Though, talk about your Absolutely. initial impressions and, of the roster. And, and you know, I knew going in, Carson Wentz was going to be on the Cowboys. Uh, even if Carson Wentz, you know, was a South guy from Florida, he was going to be on the North roster. <laughs> they were gonna, I mean, Phil was going to do that exactly. For you. They right. were going to get you know, Jaguars. They have their quarterback. Right. Cowboys. They have a better possibility of drafting a quarterback. So that was going to happen. So I wasn't a surprise to see Carson Wentz on the North roster, but good to see uh, all these defensive tackles. There are five yeah, defensive tackles. We opened the tackles. show with that last week, all those defensive yeah. tackles. And right On the South roster, there's one defensive tackle. I mean, they're, they're putting some of these defensive tackles on this North roster, uh, knowing that the Cowboys second, third round could be looking at some of these guys. Austin Johnson from Penn State, we talked about him last week. Uh, really eager to see how he does. Uh, Fourth-year junior who could be in the mix at that early second-round pick. Um, and then also, going back to the quarterbacks, uh, Jeff Driscoll, Louisiana Tech. If... The Cowboys do not get that quarterback at four overall or in the second round. Driscoll's the guy that I'd probably be targeting in somewhere in the mid-round mix, a guy that shows a little bit of potential, a guy that you can develop. So eager to see what we uh, what we can see from Dres- Jeff Driscoll this week. A lot of people just wrote him off after right. Florida. It was a disaster there. It was. But he reinvented himself as a prospect at Louisiana Tech this year. All the tools are there. He's a tremendous leader. I had a scout tell me he's the best leader he uh, uh, Driscoll is that uh, this scout has seen in the last 10 years wow. scouting around the country. So uh, you know uh, Garrett's going to love that. And so really eager to see how these quarterbacks fare, especially Wentz and Driscoll. Well, what about Dave? You, last night on the north side, Dane's bringing it up. I'll, I'll, I'll talk about well, it. Well, you talked about him first. Well, Jacoby Brissett. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Brissett, Brissett. I excuse yes. me, Brissett. It's okay. I'll, get the, I'll, I'll drag it out for We're you. We're working on it. Jacoby Brissett. Like that guy. Yeah. Talk about what you saw last night, and I'll get Dane thought, but I'm interested in what you thought last night of watching the young man from North Carolina State. Uh, well, we were, and I'm not hijacking, the, we were talking about Cardell Jones before we came sure. on the show, who's not at the Senior Bowl, but like, uh, I think a very similar skill set. Like, he's a big guy, got a, not as crazy of an arm as Cardell Jones, but he's got a really big arm. Um And, like, you know, I feel like this is something, unless you're looking at Andrew Luck, like these college quarterbacks are not great at going through progressions and reading defenses. So not amazing at that. First read, throw. But he's got, like, a poise and an awareness about him that I really like. Like, when the play falls apart, he doesn't panic. He... He's got enough mobility to step around and make some plays. 4.76 is the speed, yeah. Um, So he's a guy... it's so early. Like, I'm, I'm if he plays well at the Senior Bowl, his stock is undoubtedly going to rise. But I mean, he seems like a guy that people are kind of writing off. What I mean, we we were thinking fourth, fifth round grade, probably sure. like that type of guy. Uh, but quarterback is such a valuable position that I'm not going to be surprised at all if he bumps that up with you know some good performances over the next couple months. But yeah. he's he's. I feel like you know. There's the obvious guys. We've already beaten Goff, Wentz, and Lynch into the ground, and we will continue to do so for good reason. But there's another six to ten guys that are worth talking about who even maybe maybe not at four, maybe not at 34, but once you get into that third, fourth, fifth round, you could find a guy who not an immediate starter, but that's not what I'm looking for if I'm the Cowboys anyway. And I know, I mean, that will spark an argument if you say it to the wrong person, because some people think you need to have a guy that's ready to go immediately in case Romo breaks his collarbone in week two again. But 
get a guy in the fourth round who can sit around and learn for a year, two years, three years. Doesn't sound terrible to me. Dane? It just uh, it did Dave is he he's talking more of that uh, fourth fifth round kind that's, of guy. That's mm-hmm. that's really what I'm interested. No, no, in. that's that, what I want. Yeah, and and that's and I think I think you, I think you painted a pretty fair picture of this kid. Dane, talk about though in, in the skill set though that you see with this particular player. Well, yeah, and you know we talked about it with this quarterback class how deep it is. I mean, we're going to have over a dozen quarterbacks drafted this year, and while it you know at the top, I don't I still think we don't have that Winston or Mariota. But we have some good players that are going to be taken mid to late rounds. And, you know, going back to Jacoby Brissett, uh, he's built really well and he has a big arm. I just I don't see him use that arm enough. I don't think he trusts downfield throws. I don't think he trusts what he sees. Um, you know, I, he's really tough in the pocket. Guys will just fall right off of him. And he can sure. create and extend plays with his legs yeah. and just a sheer size. I just don't see him making enough impact plays with his arm. And so I think he has the arm to do it, just haven't seen it on tape. There were a half a dozen reps that we saw where he decided to rifle it to the the curl route or yeah. the the drag route. And, like, he had a guy with a step, you know, down on the outside, that yeah. he didn't want to Threw go into there. a lot. Tried to make a lot of tight window throws. Though. Like, way too many. Like, way yeah. too many were, like, the cornerbacks, like, hanging off the receiver and he throws it to him anyway. He or Hogan from Stanford have to have maybe a better – week at the senior bowl which one that's good no that's good i think they're both in the same tier in terms of right. uh, you know uh quarterbacks in this class to me i think hogan that delivery the streaky accuracy to me hogan's a future backup and i think Brissett has a little bit more upside where i think sure. you can get a little bit more out of him that we haven't seen to this point uh, I think both – I don't see either of them as a future NFL starter, to be honest, but I think both can be backups in this league. But I do think Brissett offers a little bit more upside. Yeah. Coaches can get a little bit more out of him. I think you both have done a nice job of painting a picture of the player. I I, I agree with you. But I, I like the arm talent, though. And I and you're right. I don't think we, – we needed just, to see more of those down-the-field type of throws. I'm just naturally more intrigued by the guy who's – getting less of the spotlight you know like I mean I whether I want to talk about him or not Carson Wentz is going to be in the spotlight you know right. and he's the guy so I'm going to go over here and look at the guy that maybe he's not getting as much attention that's well, more interesting well, let's focus in on Carson Wentz's week then well before we do that I'm sorry okay. I was just curious we're talking about you know the Cowboys got Wentz on their roster they got these defensive tackles like Phil Savage probably trying to do the coaching staff a couple of favors right it's fair to say that that probably happened with the Jaguars too, right? I mean, so I would be curious to know, and I don't know what their needs are. Maybe you do. I mean, you know the draft. Is maybe a guy that you would have liked to see the Cowboys working with that is with Jacksonville instead for that very reason? Because there were some names that I was hoping to see right. on the Dallas roster that wound up on the other side. Well, I think the best player in Mobile is Noah Spence, uh, Eastern Kentucky. Yeah. He's a PA kid, went to Ohio State, then transferred to Eastern Kentucky. So you could make easy easy argument he should be on the North roster, but he is on the South roster. I think he's the most talented player that we will see in Mobile. Has his baggage, a lot of baggage. Um, but, again, I think he's the most talented player there. So really eager to see how he fares. You know, the Alabama players, Reggie Ragland. Yes. Uh, you know, we, we knew those guys were going to yeah. be on the South roster. Uh, they always are. But, um, you know, I think, you know, going back to uh, – the best player, I think, is going to be uh, the Eastern Kentucky pass rusher. So, yeah, and, keep an eye too on the South roster too with the Rankins kid, yeah. Sheldon Rankins Definitely. from Louisville. I, I think when you Kendiche, uh, they, they talk about him as the three technique. This kid is right behind him, in my opinion. If you know, you're talking potentially could Louisville? be Louisville could yep. potentially be a first round pick. I think this roster is really, really uh, outstanding. I think Phil and the, and the players give them a lot of credit. Uh, th- this is going to be a really a nice week. Okay, we're going to take our first break, and then we're going to get back with some uh, Twitter on the twenty, and then we're also going to take some of your calls, and uh, we'll do some other things. Uh, we'll just see which way the direction of the show will go. But we'll be back from the SWBC Mortgage Studios in just a moment. Introducing AT. AT&T Rollover Data. Your unused plan data automatically rolls over for one month. All mobile share value plans now come with rollover data on the network with the nation's strongest LTE signal. AT&T, mobilizing your world. AT&T reminds you to never text and drive. It can wait. Available only with AT&T mobile share value plans. Rollover data automatically expires after one month or with any plan change. Other restrictions apply. Visit att.com slash rollover data for details. Signal strength claim based only on average LTE signal strength for national carriers. Before Jenny met her new nephew, Wyatt, before she drove from Dallas to Marfa, 
And before she picked up a one-man rodeo onesie down the street from her studio in the village, Jenny got 1% back on tires, 2% back on snacks, and 3% back on gas using her Bank AmeriCard Cash Rewards credit card. So Jenny got ready to do what she loved with cash rewards she liked. That's the power of the Bank AmeriCard Cash Rewards credit card. That's Bank of America. Life's better when we're connected. With the Bank AmeriCard Cash Rewards credit card, you can earn 1% cash back on all purchases all the time. 2% cash back on groceries and 3% cash back on gas. Apply today at bankofamerica.com slash get cash back. Grocery and gas bonus rewards apply to 1500 in combined purchases each quarter. Call 1-888-224-8735 for details about credit costs and terms. Copyright 2013 Bank of America Corporation. I'm former Dallas Cowboy Everson Walls. As a four-time Pro Bowl player, I know the determination and will it takes to win. That's why when you've been hurt or injured in an accident, you need to call attorney Domingo Garcia. I've known Domingo since high school. When you need a Tejano tough attorney, call Domingo Garcia. 1-800-LEY-9999. That's 1-800-LEY-9999. I'm Domingo Garcia. Call us now for a free consultation. 1-800-LEY-9999. This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. The Cowboys are on the clock. Back here with the Draft Show from the SWBC Mortgage Studios. Brian Broad is Dane Brugler. David Hellman, Kent Garrison, executive producer. Uh, we're going to take a call. We're going to go to the great state of Tennessee. Phil, we're all doing great today. What is your question for the draft show, please? I think he just hung up when you put him on the air. Okay. He got scared. Phil got a little nervous. There plenty of players, though. Tennessee's going to have a really good team. We're next trying to fill some airtime. Ah. And Phil's not helping us out. There yeah. we go. Okay. Some news just came down. Dane, you've been on this, following you on Twitter. Uh, you said that the, we were going to get the list of the juniors that have declared for the NFL draft, and that list yep. has just come out. So go ahead with that information. NFL officially uh, released uh, the uh, underclassmen list. 107 total players, uh, which is a new record. Uh, 96 are true juniors, guys that are leaving uh, school early with eligibility. And then an additional 11 um, have already graduated, but technically they had eligibility left, so uh, they were technically underclassmen. So 107 total, which is a new record. The previous record was 102, which was done two years ago. So only the second time ever we've had triple digits uh, for these underclassmen. And, you know, no, no surprises, guys. We already knew, um, you know, just, you know, looking at the list, uh, you know, these are all guys that we knew were coming out. You know, guys like Joey Bosa, uh, Laramie Tunsil, all, all the top guys. So no big surprises. A few small school players we didn't know. Bethune Cookman has a guard on here. Uh, guys like that. But for the most part, guys we already knew. And you know, NFL has been trying to keep this number low. You know, because over the last two years, over a third of these players that have come out early have gone undrafted. And so you know, I went back and you know did all the research, and thirty four point four percent. And that, that's a big number. And, it is. you know, these players, they're, it's not about going in the first round anymore. It's about getting that second contract. And so if you're a, a second, third, fourth rounder, a lot of these kids are okay with that. They just want to go and try to get to that second contract sooner. But a lot of these guys won't even make it to training camp. And so it's an unfortunate thing. But, uh, you know, we'll have to see how it shakes out. Yeah, the NFL doing the best they can to help the college right. programs to keep those kids in. A lot of kids are ready, but like you said, the number is pretty staggering of the numbers that don't uh, don't make it or don't get drafted. So uh, that's unfortunate, that side of it. Okay, let's go to a staple that uh, our, our good friend Ed Cahill invented three years ago. It is Twitter on the 20. Twitter on the 20. With that being said, I turn the, the show over to David Hellman, and he gets all your Twitter questions answered. Okay, uh, we'll start out with a good question. Something... I feel like people probably roll their eyes about given given the Cowboys' history at the position recently. But Diane wants to know uh, where do you view tight end as a uh, first of all, I guess the class, but also as a draftable position for the Cowboys. I mean, it's easy to write it off because Jason Witten continues to chug along. But James Hanna is a free agent. Gavin Escobar injured doesn't figure to factor early in 2016, if at all, because of his Achilles injury. So, how you feel about that? You got the tight end stain. I mean, I know that obviously that Hunter Henry is the top rated one, yeah, it, but he's but he is a catcher, right. not a blocker. No, that's the and that's the thing. If you're looking for, and we'll never find another Jason Witten. I don't believe this he ever team will. needs a blocking. Yeah, this end. team needs a you know. It, but uh, Hunter Henry, uh, uh, Gerald Adams though, 
is South Carolina. South Carolina. Right. An interesting guy. Long, tall. At the Senior Bowl. Yeah, at the Senior yep. Bowl. More of a getting away type of blocker, though. But I like his athletic ability down the field as well. Yeah, no, he he did impress me. He can he can uh, go down the seam and do something. Good size athlete. He picks up steam as he goes. Right, uh, that type of athlete. He is a long strider of a runner. Yeah. Right, exactly. It's I'm more impressed with his third and fourth steps. Uh, as a route runner, yeah. and so I, I think, yeah, he, a guy we'll see in Mobile has, has a, a big bone, natural frame. He's going to develop. You've seen him in line. We've seen him backfield. Uh, but overall, this tight end class, Hunter Henry's the number one guy. Clear cut. He is. But have you done the Hooper kid from uh, Stanford yet? Yeah, and he, he, just look kinda... at him. I, I, you know, we've seen him in line. He, right. We've seen him block a little bit. He's a good route runner. He's a good catcher of the football. He just doesn't. I, he's like a vanilla player, right? Though. Right. Very, exactly. very just steady. Nothing spectacular. Right. And, then, I, and, and usually the, with these guys, I want that one distinguishing trait. Right. You know, the one thing that I can hang my hat on. That this guy does extremely well. Right. Hooper just does everything pretty well. Pretty well. Right. Yeah, that's, that's Which isn't fair. a bad thing, but right. you know, he is what he is. But you're right about Henry. He, he, right. Blocking. He tries. He gives it everything he has. Efforts there. Efforts there. Yeah. He tries to get in the way, and then you see him get pushed back. He can't make the cough. But when they say throw the ball, get down the field, make a catch, run a route across the middle, get up the seam, like right. you said, he can do all those His things. route acceleration, he has the best hands of any tight end in this class. He had zero drops this year. Right, right. Uh, just a really good player. Absolutely. Okay, Dave? Uh, we touched on him a minute ago, and he, he's a guy that's at the Senior Bowl, so I think it's relevant. Uh, Leo wants to know – what do you what do you see from Braxton Miller as a as a pro? I mean, wh- how does he fit here? Is he a, is he that deep threat? What what are you looking at if you actually wind up drafting this guy? And this is my question. I mean, wh- where do you project him? He I did include him in my top fifty players. Yeah, wow. um, you should. Wow, because when you're that size and you can move like he does, uh, and he, he, you're a good kid. Uh, I mean, look at uh, Philip Dorsett last year. Taken in the first round because he, he could run real fast. Absolutely. I mean, Braxton Miller's bigger and can run almost as fast. And so I know there's going to be a transition for him. You know, he's only played one season as a receiver, and he wasn't even a receiver. He was an H back. That that was his starting role this past year for the Buckeyes. Uh, but he did run some routes. They did used him in different ways, and they really underutilized him. Wish we could have seen more Braxton Miller this year. Only had about 26 catches. Uh, but I think he's going to have to be a gadget player his first year. While well, he gets acclimated to the pro game, learns his routes, learns you know how to beat NFL coverages. But by year two, I do think Braxton Miller can start in this league. Hey, I, I don't disagree with you one bit, and I, I like the fact Derek Dooley is going to get to coach him here with on that north side. And I, Good point. I'll, I'll tell you what, and I said the word comfortable. Braxton Miller looks comfortable. He doesn't look out of place trying to play wide receiver nope. because you will see some routes. Where he take where he starts on the slant and he plants and he explodes inside oh, yeah. and I've seen him adjust for low balls in games ball on the ground I've seen him I've seen him uh, play, Virginia, play Virginia Tech well game, Dave yeah. we were watching last night play breaks down play breaks down and he's extending right I mean he's having yeah. the awareness to try and find space to get open former quarterback yeah, he, he understands, understands that yeah. exactly so you're right comfortable That's there a good is way. It, it, you're talking about six one two hundred fifteen pound guy that runs four four two probably run better than that. I am looking forward to seeing him at the. I, I think I think everybody's going to come away from the Senior Bowl going, and I'm sure the scouts already know that he could play receiver. I think America and all the and, and our folks overseas that uh, Dan Turner that follow the scouts or follow the draft. I, I, you guys will see him uh, as well as well as he, how he plays. I, I think he is an an outstanding football player. How did Ohio State not make it into the playoff? We'll never know. Yeah, well, they're, they're the most talented team, just not not, not the best. They should have handed that ball to fifteen more time in that Michigan State game. I'm not had wrong. Going there, this is this is uh, something the Cowboys have done recently. We've talked we've talked a lot of Miles Jack and uh, uh-huh. Jalen Smith. No, but Jeremy wants to hear about some mid round, third, fourth round linebacker options. Obviously, with Anthony Hitchens and Damian Wilson, uh, that has been a route the Cowboys have not been afraid of. Uh, I guess just your your middle tier guys, maybe even some guys at the Senior Bowl that you like that play the linebacker spot. You got a couple of guys there, Dan. You want to talk about? Yeah, you know, a guy that uh, I know you guys have seen quite a bit, Deion Jones, LSU. Hey, yes. a player who surprised. He didn't start until his senior year. Yeah, and you know, I wondered Special why. Teams wonder, right? Yeah, I, I, I talked to him about it, and I you know I asked him, did that bother you? You didn't start until your senior year. He said, no, I just waited my turn. And I was ready for my opportunity, and he was. This year as a senior, playing next to Kendall Beckwith, I mean, he was more than ready. And where I was really impressed with Deion Jones is his coverage. Uh, His ability to stick with tight ends, stick with backs out of the backfield. Uh, Very good reactive athleticism. And a smart player. For a player that didn't see a lot of on-field reps on defense, a pretty smart player as well. So 
Uh, this is a kid that showed up at 195 pounds. He's filled out his frame and really made the most of his moment. Uh, Les Miles called him uh, a very bright player. So I, I think Dion Jones, he's wearing number zero at the Senior Bowl. Hey-o. So it's going to be hard to miss him um, for his number and because he's a darn good player. Yeah, he actually oh, – I'm sorry, Brian. No, go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead, Dave. Well, he went to my high school, so i got to okay. give a shout-out to that. Uh, he is a bright guy. I've met him before. Uh, I'm not thrilled by his size. He, I mean, he's one of those John Chavis linebackers who he's all about the speed and less about the size. So – I'm interested to see. I've I've seen him with as high as like a third round grade, which honestly, as an LSU fan, kind of surprises me. Um, I mean, his speed is undeniable. He loves to hit. I def. I mean, he'll he'll have, he has a future in the NFL yep. just as a special teamer at the very least. Uh, but I will be interested to see to see how well he can perform overall. I think he's a, a borderline top 100 type of player. Uh, you know, see that, late third, me, early fourth, and may, you know, you always tend to undervalue the guys you know because sure. you don't want to sound, but. That's surprising to me. I mean, I know he's a hell of an athlete. I'm just not sure how well he fits into an NFL You're scheme. right about the size. You know, 6'1", 225-ish. And we'll, yeah. we'll see officially what he weighs in at the Senior Bowl. Another guy, Tyler Matakevich from Temple. Uh, and this is going to be an interesting one because he's so productive in college. Over 100 tackles the last four seasons, each of the last four seasons. Right. Only a seventh player ever to do that. He's not the best athlete. Not the biggest, not the strongest. 5'11", 6", I yeah, think is his height. Exactly. Yeah. But we've seen these types of guys before who, you know, they don't have the measurables, but they just find ways to make plays. And so is Tyler Matakevich one of them? He's going to be an interesting evaluation at the Senior Bowl. Yeah, let me give you a name of a guy. And, and a lot of people have talked about Eric Stryker mm-hmm. from Oklahoma. Got to play Will, I think. And he, and <sighs> he, he, is, a, he is short. And he and he and there's a lot of times we were watching him and he ta- and he poor just guy, poor guy gets stuck trying to do something with the tackle every, every single, single time. Snap. Now if you can put him free on the backside and let him run, he can do that. He's but he quick. is short he and he's qu- just yeah mauled. That, I feel that, bad for him. He does that scheme doesn't. I think doesn't he's a better player, but the scheme does him no favors. No, no and let me give not. you one more guy. And I don't know if he's a fit, but I'd play him as a Sam linebacker here and let him rush. I think he's a three four outside linebacker. Is the kid from is the kid uh, from uh, Utah State, and that's uh, Fackrell. Yeah, Kyler Fackrell. Yeah, yeah. Great I mean, name. yeah. He is a he is a one of those guys that when you watch him play, he can extend, he can control, he can shed, and he can tackle. And what they do is they put his hand in the dirt, and he can rush. And he's got pass rush moves. He's a SWAT swim push. I mean, he's got an idea of how to get to the quarterback. And that's that's something, though, when you watch him play at the point of attack, make plays, and then you watch him rush, I'll tell you, I think some 3-4 teams are going to fall in love. Now, maybe, maybe again, the Cowboys – I, I, I had him in the second round. Wow. And, 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 he might, and he might very well go in the first. He might very well go it's in possible, the first. Yeah. yeah. Because he's – if you looked at the bottom and whoever those 3-4 teams at the bottom – Keep an eye on him at the Senior Bowl. He, people are gonna, Dane's going to be tweeting about him. You're going to be tweeting about him, and I'm going to be tweeting about him. Okay. He's that kind of football player. Tyler Fackerel? No. Yep, All Utah right. State. I'm ready. Keep an eye on him. Uh, this is from Chris, and I just really want to hear you all argue because I assume you will. <laughs> um, he says, Joey Bosa and Jalen Ramsey are both there at four, and who are you taking and why? I'm taking Ramsey myself. I had a feeling you would. For, for this team or just in general? Uh, let's just do it for this team because well, it's easier. Right. It's you know it's tough because I do have Jalen Ramsey on my top 50 that I released today. Jalen Ramsey, three. Yep. Joey Bosa, four. Yep. Ah. So I do have Jalen Ramsey just in, you know a hair above. Uh, but for this team, you know, it's all about pass rush. And if Greg Hardy's not back, I think I might lean Bosa. I don't, I'm not sure I'm going defensive back two years in a row, but – uh, they're both outstanding players, and we're, we're splitting hairs at this point. I mean, both guys are going to impact the game in different ways. They're versatile. Uh, Their tags are touching on your board. Then is that what you're saying? Or you got it? I mean, it's like that. You could go either but, way and feel good about it. And, yeah, and not riding the fence. You're no, not riding no, the no. fence. No, no, no. Well, you know, I think because you're talking about two different positions and two different yeah. ways they impact the game. I think Laramie Tunsil is a clear cut number one, and then I think two through six or seven, you could really be you know interchangeable to me. I mean, I think they're all in the same tier. Guys like the Miles Jack, Laquan Treadwells. Zeke, uh, Jalen Ramsey, Joey Bosa. All these guys are in that same tier where if you're picking top five to six this year, you're getting a darn good player. See, but he had Zeke at number five as one as fifth okay. best players. But I'm just telling you, he's going to not do it because it's, of the well, position. It's, it's weird. I mean, we talked about it a little bit last week. Like, no other position is like that where I, I pretty much agree with Dane that 
I just don't know that the best running back on the board is worth going top five, even if he is a and top ask five Ask him player. who has the least holes in his top five, and he'll tell you it's Zeke. And we'll ask him. It's, it's, it, who, who has the least holes in your top Laramie five? Tunsil. Ah. And, it, and it's, it's the same for quarterbacks, except the opposite. Exactly. Where, you know, Jared, Tunsil. <laughs> good, good, good answer. It's written like you can, <laughs> That's why he's won. It's, yeah. You can overlook a perfect running back because you don't want to take him that high, but then take a dude with a lot of questions and put him oh, all the sure way up in the top can. five because he plays quarterback. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's, not, it's not fair, but what do you want? This, so, is, this is why scouts, it, it's not a good profession. It's it, just it not, sounds, it's not it a good profession. We love it, but it's not a good profession. No. Got any more questions here, Dave? Yeah, uh, Johnny. I, shout out anybody that uses a Garrett phrase is, is good in my book. He's talking about position flex with, with the Cowboys are huge on. Uh, he's asking Kenyon Drake, the Alabama backup, oh. uh, worked in the slot, obviously plays running back, maybe a Dunbar type of guy if they opt not to re-sign Dunbar. Is, is, is Johnny on to something here? What do you think about young Drake? To me, Drake is – proof that there is such a thing as moving too fast because that <laughs> that's that's fair drake has tremendous speed and he hits it quickly the acceleration the start stop quickness is there but he moves too fast he, he doesn't you know he's not a chess player where he sets up his moves and sees things and it's and chaos running the ball absolutely yeah. and, and you know i think when we were watching tape of him you said it he looks like a wide receiver in the backfield with right. a slim frame right uh just the way he moves and he doesn't have a big catch radius. If, 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 you, if the quarterback delivers the ball at his chest, he's going to catch it. If it's anywhere else, he's probably going to drop it. And so that's going to limit his value as a third-down guy. But we saw in the national title game on special teams the impact that he can make. And just with the ball in his hands, he's an exciting player. So, yeah, I, I like Kenyon Drake, but, you know, he does uh, – you know, he's a hyperactive runner, and sometimes that will get him in trouble. Yeah, I, I totally agree with Dane on this, but you're, you're absolutely right. He's – he is one of the – a fun player to watch was the Irvin kid. If you yep. want to talk about – and from the San Jose, San Jose, Jose State. State. Yeah, yeah. yeah, San Jose, who's a shorter player. Tyler, Tyler Irvin? Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. And exactly. I'm eager yeah, to see what job. he weighs in at, too. I mean, 180 pounds? 100, no, he's, yeah. he's, I mean, he's, he's somewhere between 150 and 180. He's yeah, somewhere – exactly. But, but, he, but you watch him on tape. And remember against Auburn – Mm-hmm. He's like he's, he gashed he, them. Yeah, it's it's like LSU played Auburn earlier in the year, yep. and they were running with they were running our buddy in there, yeah. and they were power, they were playing Powerball, and all of a sudden they're, they're Urban said, "Well, San Jose's like, well, maybe the way to run the ball against Auburn is just slamming at him." And they're taking this kid. He was a fun, fun, fun player to watch as far as the running back, yeah, right but here. also, mm-hmm. but also the motion and throw him the football. Yeah, he well, has he has a better catch radius than what you were talking about. Al, Al Borges, the offensive coordinator for San Jose State, understood how to use him, right. and that was so critical watching him on tape. Uh, they just get him in space, let him be an athlete. Uh, and, and the reason I I give him a chance because he is an undersized guy, very undersized. The reason I do give him a chance is because he's quick to read his blocks. He finds just a little sliver of space and he goes. And that's he's something, tough though too. I mean, he he's is got some tough. Toughness. Absolutely, yeah. no yeah. question. So spends very little time in the backfield, reads it, goes, gets whatever he can, and then does it again in the next play. So I do give Tyler Irvin a chance, even though he's, you know, like we said, 180 pounds soaking wet. Yeah, he's he's a, he's a fun player to watch because, uh, you know, Mike McIntyre, who used to be the coach there, is now at Colorado. And Mike had, had it going at San Jose a little bit. That They're starting to get better players. And Are you, con- I'm sorry, are you, are you convinced he's got a draft grade? Maybe he's another Dunbar, too, in the sense that you can sign him after it's over. Oh, I mean, well, we had that. We had that 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 situation. I had him in the sixth myself yeah. because I'm looking. It's a trade deal with right. me, Dane. And 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 sure, the height, the weight, and all that's not going to be great. But this kid can do some things for you yeah. as far as you, 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 just, can, you can create opportunities for him. And he and he's got the toughness, he's got the explosiveness, and he's got the quickness. It's, I, it's a trade deal. It's interesting to me. Well, you just can't predict how that shakes out, though. No. I think we all agreed that Lucky Whitehead had was a sixth or seventh round pick too, and and they were able to sign him. That's after exactly the where they had him. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. you never know. I think this kid might get drafted. Yeah. He might uh, get drafted just because of traits. It might come down to uh, Mobile, too. Yeah, sure yeah. might. Okay, we're going to take our uh, our last break of the day and then coming back. Uh, we're going to take some calls. So, uh, Kent, we're going to line them up and uh, take your calls as we've taken your questions on Twitter. We'll be back with the draft show from the SWBC Mortgage Studios in just a moment. Papa John here. People say all I think about is pizza. That's not true. I spend a lot of time thinking about what to eat with my pizza. Introducing our new garlic knots, made with fresh dough and garlic parmesan seasoning. Try them for the limited time online only price of $4. At a large two-topping pizza for just $10 more. Order now at papajohns.com. 
better ingredients, better pizza. PapaJohns.com. Limited time offer not valid with any other coupons or discounts. Prices, participation, delivery area, and charges may vary. Additional toppings and taxes extra. Introducing AT&T Rollover Data. Your unused plan data automatically rolls over for one month. All mobile share value plans now come with rollover data on the network with the nation's strongest LTE signal. AT&T, mobilizing your world. AT&T reminds you to never text and drive. It can wait. Available only with AT&T mobile share value plans. Rollover data automatically expires after one month or with any plan change. Other restrictions apply. Visit att.com slash rollover data for details. Signal strength claim based only on average LTE signal strength for national carriers. Geico asks, which is easier, playing football or saving hundreds of dollars on your car insurance? When you score a touchdown, you're expected to follow it up with a dance. And if you haven't trained properly, you'll end up embarrassing yourself with what looks to be a poorly executed version of the Foxtrot in front of the whole country. But switching and saving with GEICO online, over the phone, or at your local office is easy. And at GEICO, any celebration dance works for us. GEICO, saving people money for over 75 years. Dallas Cowboys Star Magazine brings you behind-the-scenes coverage with in-depth player stories, entertaining columns, a pull-out poster, and, of course, your Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders. Subscribe now and get 32 issues throughout the year, including our season breakdown and the stunning cheerleader swimsuit issue. Yeah. Star is delivered to your door for only $39.95 per year, or go digital for just $14.99 a year through our free Star Magazine app. Call one 877 Seven NFC Boys today. This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. The Cowboys are on the clock. Indeed, we're back on the clock here at the Draft Show from the SWBC Mortgage Studios. Brian Broadus, Dane Brugler, David Hellman, executive producer Kent Garrison. Uh, just want to say a, a, a thank you to uh, for everybody out there that listens, uh, that puts in questions, calls, and all that, thank you for yeah, hey, uh, our podcast. Shouts out for yeah, thank you for pushing that. us near the top of the sports yeah, podcasts for absolutely. the first week. That was amazing. Yeah, we appreciate that. We really do. Uh, it's a passion of ours to to cover the draft. But we also understand it's a passion of yours as well to learn about the draft. And we appreciate you guys uh, liking the show, listening to the show. And, and uh, we're going to do a lot of this uh, next week. We're at the Senior Bowl. We're going to do three shows, three right? Three shows from the Senior Bowl next week. So uh, stay tuned on DallasCowboys.com. Uh, those shows will be available to you. We'll handle it the same way with the questions, the Twitter, all that stuff. We will, uh, we will make it all happen. So uh, I want to... Uh, get into while we're here though we're going to again take some calls uh kent's going to line them up for us uh we're all doing well as we uh we always are and uh just make sure you're nice to kent about your your question and get to it and kent uh we'll turn it over to you sure lorenzo north carolina lorenzo, ahead, lorenzo. yep go ahead lorenzo. hey how y'all doing hey brian uh, i want you to uh, pose this question to the other guys on the other show for me if you don't mind um sir but this is what i want to say um but everybody thinking we should draft a quarterback with that first pick. Mm-hmm. Do any of y'all fear the fact that um, no quarterback ex- except for Romo has really done well in this system of Jason Garrett? And I read on ESPN that, that Lanahan said they basically ran the same plays as they did last year. So with that unwillingness to change up, it might be Romo just is a good player that, that can operate this offense. So we draft the quarterback with that first pick. Is anybody scared that the quarterback might be okay but not adapting to what he does well and just sticking with the same system might make the quarterback pick, you know, make, make the quarterback pick seem like, oh, man, that's a bad pick. You know you know what I'm saying? What do you all guys think about that? All right, thank yeah. you, Lorenzo. Thanks. Um, I mean, I think it's a fair – I mean, if you're going back to the season, I think it's a fair criticism that maybe they didn't adapt the offense or sure. tailor the offense the right sure. way. But, I mean, you're talking about a wide – and I know Brandon Whedon was a first-round pick, but I think you're talking about a wide spectrum of talent between Kellen Moore and Matt Castle and Brandon Whedon between what you would hopefully be getting fourth overall in the NFL draft. I mean, it's up to them to make that evaluation and draft the right guy, but if they think Jared Goff is worthy of a top five pick, uh, I would. I mean, that, that should be a guy that's going to excel in damn near any offense. Of course, I mean, and obviously the staff needs to tailor it properly to him and all that type of stuff, but you're talking about a different type of talent level. No one knows his offense better than Jason Garrett, and so they're not going to draft a quarterback at four unless Jason Garrett is totally on board with it. Right. You know, it's not like the scouts are going to say, well, we like this guy, we're going to draft him, so you got to figure out how to use him. 
they're not going to draft a quarterback at four unless Jason Garrett says, yes, I want this guy. So, you know, I, it, I like I said, no one knows this offense be- better than Jason Garrett. So if they draft a quarterback at four, Jason Garrett must be pretty sold that, you know, it's a guy that he can work with. And, you know, he'll find out next week about Carson Wentz. I mean, yeah. no one in the NFL after next week will have a better understanding of Carson Wentz, his thought process, his strengths, his weaknesses – better than Jason Garrett. And that's a huge advantage and something that uh, will really go a long way to The organization will have a, a great Absolutely. advantage. Yeah. No I think, too, though, if we've heard a bunch of names about Manziel, we've also heard RG3. If they're willing to go out and, and try and get one of those guys, Scott Linehan and them had better change the offense Whoa, a little bit. If for those one guys, of those guys, yeah, no doubt yeah, about I mean, it. That, yeah. that, that'll tell you a lot about the willingness to say, okay, we're going to continue to do this or we're going to try and do whatever. They didn't do a very good job of, of adapting to what their quarterbacks were able to and do last year, in my opinion. It's, I think you're absolutely right. And I think one way or another it's going to be really interesting because, I, I mean, it could be Kellen Moore. It could be Jared Goff. It could be Johnny Manziel. It's hard to say right now. But, I mean, there's, I think there's going to be a free agent signed at quarterback. And I, I think there will be a draft pick, too. Maybe not four, but somewhere along right. the line. So there's going to be – uh, some new new faces and new talent at the quarterback spot, I would expect. So it'll be interesting to see how the coaches deal with that. Okay, Kent. Connor in Virginia. Connor, go ahead. Hey, guys. Uh, I'm calling about a few players that I'm interested in in the draft go ahead. this year. Uh, William Jackson. William Jackson from uh, yep, Houston. Go ahead. Got him. Senior bowl guy. And um, William Jackson, Nate Sudfeld, and um, – Few other players, Noah Spence. I know he's probably a late first rounder, so he's sure. not going to be in. And uh, Kevin Dodd from Clemson. Okay, thank you he's very much. Players there. Okay, thank you for your call. Jackson will be the Senior Bowl. Spence is at the Senior Bowl, and Dodd is uh, coming out as mm-hmm. a junior. And Subfield is a quarterback. Indiana. Indiana. I had a chance to see him that. at the Shrine Game. Uh, it, you see the arm; he can sling it. Um, it just when he slings it, I don't think he has a great understanding of where it's going to end up all the time. <laughs> and, and so I think that touch is really a question mark with Sudfeld. He's going to be one of those late-round developmental types. Uh, big, he's tall, uh, he has, like I said, the arm that you can sling the ball over the field, but the accuracy, uh, his, some of his mechanics need some tweaking. He has a wide base, um, and then just his overall touch to all levels of the field. So I think Sudfeld is draftable, but late and as a developmental guy. Yeah, and I, I will I will talk about. You mentioned about Spence, mm-hmm. and and when you watch him play, uh, the tighter they play him, the harder it is for him to play. You play him a little bit wider and allow him to get going. You will not see a guy in this draft that has the explosiveness of him coming off the football. In, in my Absolutely. And, now, and and you, you might think both sides. You know, I don't want to put words in your mouth or anything like that. But I I think when you watch Spence play, I think he's the best pass rusher. In this draft, when you, when you talk about wow. how I agree. You, you can attack the corner, capture the corner, and get flat in a hurry, yep. this kid, there's a reason why he went to Ohio State. I get it. Five star guy. I get it. I totally get it. So is it purely baggage that's putting him down like this? I mean, it's, oh yeah, it's okay. it's it's it's, and, it's it, and it's the situation where it's. It's narcotics. Yeah. It's drugs. Yeah. And we've seen before, we've we've talked about the honey badgers and guys like that. Well, a quick background, it, it, it was ecstasy. That yeah. was, that was yeah. the big thing. It wasn't. This isn't like a weed thing or right. something that you know people downplay. He had a bad ecstasy problem. And he sure did. He was kicked out of Ohio State, banned from the Big Ten. But, you know, done a lot of work on him, and people still talk highly of his character and highly of the person that he is. He just got uh, caught up in some bad things. But, you know, you have to be comfortable with the person before you can be comfortable with the player. And so is he fully clean? Is he fully off this uh, this bad habit? You know, no one can truly answer that. Let me see if I got this right. Highly talented, mercurial pass rusher. Uh, kind of maybe a really high-profile prospect who's falling down the draft board because of off-the-field problems, maybe a drug problem. Sure. Sounds kind of familiar. Yeah. I don't think he's going to fall in the second round, though. You don't think he'll no. be there at no. 60 no. like Randy Gregory no. was? No, this, this cat's a different pass rusher than will Gregory. He be, will he be there at 34? Because that's you don't need him to fall to 60. Well, and you that's, only need that's, him to fall to 34. He's a wild card. As long as John Snyder's in the league. 
I don't but I have him going so. to Arizona right now in my first round yeah. mock. I mean, he's a perfect yeah. guy for Bruce Arians, a reclamation project. They I, did it before. Oh, yeah. I, I, I don't think he's going to get out of the first round. He's just too talented, unless something happened, a relapse hey, or something. I, I, I mean, it's too familiar to happen again. But, I mean, sure. if he falls into that range, though, I mean, they've traded up for DeMarcus Lawrence. They traded up high. for. De- yeah. if, if this dude's as good as y'all say, and oh, I, haven't, no, he's good. I haven't watched mm-hmm. him yet, but if he's sitting there He'll like— He'll be the buzz. If he's at 27 and you're sitting there at 34 and he's that good, Good. He'll be the buzz. Go. He'll be the buzz at the Senior Bowl. Hey, quickly, on, uh, William Jackson, a player that the Cowboys will coach at the uh, Senior Bowl. Uh, William Jackson, tall, rangy player, long strides. Uh, he had 48 passes defended there you go. In, in college. I mean, yeah. it's uh, it's a school record for a defense that doesn't get their hands on many football. Mm-hmm. This kid's a one man team. He he can do that. Does a lot of wide receiver like things at the catch point. Absolutely. And Dodd was a guy. Uh, Clemson. We saw him in the national championship. I still think uh, Lawson. Lawson's a yeah. better player. He made a name for himself beating up on that right tackle from Alabama, yeah, though. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it sure did. Okay, Kent, who do we got? Michael in San Antonio. Michael, you're on. Go ahead. Hey, guys. Um, I have been, ever since Romo broke his collarbone, I called in earlier. I've been a golf guy all year long. I've watched all his games, but I have to be careful as a fan because I need the scouts like you to break his film down to see does it translate to the pro game. Because if you look at, like, at Andre Ware, David Klingler, this guy set all kinds of records. They come into the pros, their game just didn't match. So I wanted to know, have you been breaking him down, and what do you think he translates into the pros, and do you think the Cowboys, that's someone they're really looking at? Yeah, I think they are looking at him. Uh, They're doing all these quarterbacks. Uh, That's the thing. But thank you very much for the call, Michael. Dane, what are your thoughts on golf? Well, Uh, you know, he comes from (laughs) – I didn't say golf. I said golf. It's okay. He comes from that air raid offense. you're not a golfer. Yeah. I don't ever say golf. I say golf. That, that air raid offense, it makes it tough at times. Um, it's an offense that's predicated on West Coast principles, quick routes. Um, and so he made all the adjustments from the sidelines. You didn't see him make calls in the huddle, that type of thing. So it's not an ideal scheme to groom a quarterback, but it does teach rhythm. It does teach uh, decision-making. And so for a player with his mental process, that's what I'm really impressed with with Goff because he doesn't have the big arm. He doesn't have that. He has a good enough arm strength, but just it's not great. Uh, he's a little leaner than you want. Want. Uh, so the physical traits aren't outstanding, but they're good enough. But where he's really impressive is intelligence and the way he sees the field. He can uh, use his eyes to hold the safety, uh, can do a lot of those things that he's going to need to do in the NFL. So uh, I, I love his pocket awareness, the way he can move, uh, sense pressure, uh, extend plays, and get rid of the ball. So to me, Jared Goff, you know, can he start right away? Sure. Could he use some time? Yeah, I'd love to give him some time. But I think he's going to find success early. There's two things that I really liked about the kid, and I have Lynch over him. Yeah, you're you're and, a golf hater. No, I'm not really. Straight up, don't like the guy. Not at all. Go ahead. Not at all. I, I do. I I think that the two things I I like how quickly the ball gets out of his hand, and I love his toughness because his offensive line at Cal was awful, and he takes a ton yep. of hits, and he will stand in the pocket and he will deliver the football, and you can watch him. When the pocket's clean, he can make throws. When the pocket's dirty, he can make throws. Ball gets out of his hands quick, and he's very, very tough, though. I will say this, though. The smart part of it, the kid will make some poor decisions. Now, if you watch the Utah game, if they only watch the Utah game, you, oh. would, you wouldn't draft him off the Utah game. And yeah. I believe he had five interceptions. Yeah, four, that, or no, that. eight interceptions. Or so, uh, the, but five of them were in this one game. Right? Two, and, and, and two was, or three of them were like bobbles. And yeah, exactly. And, and there were two. The last one he threw was just the – you know, and they're going for the game-winning drive, and they're mm-hmm. trying to, and he just throws, it and it's a poor decision. So, you know, just keep in mind, though, guy threw a ton of passes. There's some sometimes though that the decision making, and that's all quarterbacks though. We, we've we've seen Romo, and you could say all these quarterbacks have had, but that was one where you're going for the game winner, and you have a chance to, you know, chance to get it done. And you make that decision. Those are the types of things that scout. It sticks in the scout's mind a little bit. This is elementary, and it's not a great reason to draft or not draft a guy. But is is there a quarterback that's come out of an air raid system? I'm, Tim Couch comes to mind immediately, and not that he had a great pro career. I mean, do we have a precedent for this? Well, and it's and not to you know to, to expand it to just you know these different types of offenses. Sure, with, yeah. I mean, Cam he, Newton with, with with well, yeah, Marcus Mariota last yeah. year. Yeah. I mean, it's. You know, all these off college, most of these college offenses sure. are asking them to do things differently than what pro teams are going to ask them to no do. Doubt. And so it's, it, it, there is an adjustment. There's a little bit of an unknown because they're just going to be asked to do different things. But that's why I do like Goff more than, you know, say Lynch because Goff, I think, has the mental process to do it. Where Lynch, not saying he doesn't, I just have, I'm not 
sold that he does. I, I think you know Lynch is just so young in quarterback years. Um, he's such a young player that he just needs more reps, and I just I'm, I'm don't have as good of a feel for his future as I do feel about Goff. Yeah, I, I just to me, and it's not just falling in love with measurables because I think scouts get in trouble that way thinking, and it, it, it more times than not you think, oh, he's this tall, he's this big, he's this. I, I just think that in a, in a, in, a, in an offense where you have to quarterbacks, I think, have to be able again be tall. Make the throws, be mobile, get away from trouble. I think in the NFL, those are things, those two traits you have to have. Sure, the offense he's in, they throw the ball sideways. But when you watch him throw slants and ends and mm-hmm. things like that, mm-hmm. he can rip it. And he really can rip it. And, I, and I'm betting on that, that you're going to see more of that in the league than the ball going sideways. Yeah. You know, and, and so that's kind of what I, you know, I, I envision with him. I have nothing against the Cal quarterback. I really, really don't. And if he's picked – you know, I can understand it. That, that that's that's on their board. That's the way it should be. So, you like uh, the player? I like the player. Good. I have no problem with the player. Okay, let's get into your uh, top of fifty. You put that yep. out on CBS, and uh, kind of go through as we have just a couple minutes here left on the show. Kind of go through some of the highlights and 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 some of the things and some of the decisions you had to make as you as you went down that board of like, okay, I have a guy here for this reason, and give people a little bit re- of a understanding of why you put a particular player where you did. Yeah, and I think at the top, no surprise, Laramie Tunsil. Uh, to me, he's the best player in this draft. And then, you know, like I said before, probably one through six is where I feel really good about that first tier. Guys like Miles Jack, Jalen Ramsey, Bosa, Zeke, uh, and Treadwell. Um, uh, Jared Goff's my first quarterback. He's at number nine. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have Wentz at 12. So those two guys are pretty close. Then I have Lynch uh, all the way down at uh, 29. So. Okay. A little bit of a – again, it's just more – I like Lynch. I like the tools. I think he's going to start in this league. I just don't have as good of a feel for what his future looks like. Uh, but we do have 12 uh, players on my t- in my top 50 that are currently on the Senior Bowl roster. Uh, and a couple other That's guys awesome. that yeah. would have been, but uh, 25%. Yeah. Who, was, who was the player that you struggled with the most on your board, on That's your top question. 50? And I, it might be um, – Kim Dietschy, uh Ole Miss, defensive tackle. He, he's, he's one of the top ten talents in this class. There's no question about that. He's just not one of the top ten football players. And, and that's where you have to struggle with you know, where to put him with his off-field issues. Uh, on the field, you know, he had, what, seven and a half sacks in three years? Uh, you just want more production for a player uh, with that type of ability. You see the flashes. They're outstanding. They just, it, it's not consistent at this point. Are a lot of people going to be wrong about him, you think? About Kim Dietschy? Yeah. Wrong in the sense that he's being, I, I feel like he's being undervalued right now. You, 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 you think that he needs to be in the top ten? I think, I kind of feel like he would be in the top ten if not for that episode with the hotel room right after the season ended. I mean, and, and yeah, the on-field production hasn't been great by his standard. I mean, we're talking about the number one overall recruit when he came out of mm-hmm. high school. I covered him. Um I, it hadn't been great, but yeah, I mean he's a, I mean he's a freak. He's There's absolutely. There's sometimes when you freak. watch, we go back and you watch the Alabama game because we were watching the center, mm-hmm. you know, watching uh, Kelly play, and and he and he and he forgot about him getting up the field and getting into tackles for loss and things it's, like that. It's way too easy of a comparison because they went to the same school, but he reminds me of Hardy in the sense that I think you could put him at almost every position on the line if you wanted to. I mean, I don't and he would be effective. Yeah. I see, and that's I disagree a little bit there because I think he's more of a, a three. T- I think technique. he's a three myself. No, I, I mean he is a defensive tackle. He right. is, I but know. I think he's a three only because he struggles a two gap, and, and you know I just I don't know. If you get I, him up the field, that's the whole thing. If you get a right. one gap attack, and I and honestly I question how much he loves football. How much does he want to oh, be great? God, I hate uh, that. You know, I mean, how how much does he want to be great? You hate that as a criticism, or no, you hate I, that in a player? The coach or anybody tells me a guy doesn't like football, it, that immediately well, it, turns and me it, off. It's not that he doesn't. It's just you, you don't know, you, you, and that's an unknown right now. You know, Other things more important. How life? badly does you know? If, yeah. A lot of these players are gifted, but they have to put the work in to be great. And, and I'm not sure Kamdichi's going to put the work that's, in to be if, great. If you like lined him up. Like at the weigh-in at the Senior Bowl, just lined him up, you know, and did measure. I mean, he would be like a top five guy. Yeah, no doubt. Everything else about him makes me feel like he falls down the board a little bit. Who are your bottom five guys? Give me forty-five through fifty. Forty-five already burns Miami Miami corner corner. guy that play speeds there. Um, I I think there's a lot of potential for Burns. Vernon Butler, Louisiana Tech. He's on the Cowboys roster at Senior Bowl. Uh, Lower bodies uh, really quick. Upper body strong. So a lot to work with there. 
Uh, Josh Doxson, unfortunately, the wrist injury is not uh, healthy yet, so he will not be at the Senior Bowl, but a player that goes and gets the ball. Uh, Jason Spriggs at 48. Indiana, Indiana tackle. tackle. Very former, athletic. Former tight end. You know, yeah. 265 pounds when he showed up. Uh, Four-year starter. I think that he's a future NFL starter. Braxton Miller at 49. We talked touched on him and his athletic potential. Uh, we'll get a up-close look at him in Mobile. And at 50, Ryan Kelly, another guy we talked center about. Top center in this yeah, class. Absolutely. I can't get over how exciting it is this year is that, you know, you're talking about Dame's top 50. You're talking about guys who could theoretically be in the Cowboys range with their third-round pick because they're picking so high. I mean, so that's true. you're picking yeah, in the 60s. You're right there. Maybe some guys don't like, some teams don't like these guys as much as the Cowboys do. So, I mean, they're going to be able to get some I mean, not. There's always talent in the draft, but you're talking about getting guys in the third round who were second. And there were a couple grades. guys that I hated leaving. You know, Tyler Boyd from Pitt, uh, Kentrell Brothers, Missouri, Josh oh. Perry, Ohio State. These are guys I really wanted to include in my top fifty. I just I ran out of room. Ran out of room. And so you know, sure. you're, always an you're evolving right list, that. though. You never know. Exactly. I'll do four of these. I'll do one uh, right after the combine, right. one after pro days, and then one final one before the draft. Okay. Well, that's all the time we have in the draft show. Thanks everybody out there for making this a part of your day or your evening whenever you get a chance to listen to us. Uh, make sure you follow along on DallasCowboys.com. We're going to have when the draft shows are going to be on. We'll, uh, the, the crew will all be there at uh, Mobile, yeah, Mobile. Uh, the whole entire week. Dane will be with us. He's covering it for CBS and, and DallasCowboys.com. Dave and I are going to stay for the football game, so uh, we'll have a, a coverage from that. So uh, for uh, Dane Brugler, David Hellman, executive producer Kent Garrison, I'm Brian Bross. Thank you so much for joining us to the draft show. We will see you from Mobile, Alabama, with more coverage of your NFL draft.